This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. I don't know how we didn't uh, talk about this story last week on this show. You know, I came in this morning and I, I still my studio was still a mess because I sometimes I'll just leave all of the Friday show prep in place for Monday. You know, just in case you get you wake up late on a Monday morning or you're like, man, or what are we going to talk about? Or or you just never know a story that I had in my stack of stuff from Friday. Maybe we never talked about it and, and maybe we need to talk about it on a Monday or maybe somebody's going to call in and talk about it on a Monday. So anyway, so I'm, I'm clearing off the old stack of stuff to uh, sort out the new stack of stuff to talk about here on this Monday Morning Montana Talks. And I was like, oh, man, we never did talk about this one last week. Uh, John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter. Th- John, this is this is another one of those Republicans pounce stories for you. <laughs> John always has fun talking about the Republicans pounce stories at the national level. You know where the story in the mainstream media is never about the harm that the Democrats' policies are causing. The story is about how the Republicans are pouncing on whatever harm the Democrats are causing, right? Well, this is another another version of this. But hey, at least it finally got the the uh, the Gallatin County Democrats in Montana to finally say something about illegal immigration. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this headline. I think it was a KBZK TV story. Gallatin County Republicans warn of peasant families in since edited event invitation. So uh, Gallatin County Republicans apparently sent out uh, a very important, a very must read memo. And they were warning about the illegal immigration and the illegal aliens, especially the illegal aliens that you see right in your own backyard in Bozeman, Montana. And we know they're there because they're filling up the Gallatin County Jail right now. Uh, The two guys who were involved in those stabbing incidents one week ago that was in the news. Illegal. Well, we we don't know if they're illegal or not because they're, they're only saying that they're on an ice hold. So let's just say they have a questionable immigration status. By the way, the stabbing incident in Kyla, Montana, so the stabbing incident in the Flathead Valley, remember that one that was in the news? Didn't say anything about the suspects, didn't say anything about their immigration status, but yep, we've confirmed it. Illegal aliens were involved in that stabbing incident in Kyla, Montana. I'll explain more here uh, later this hour of the show. But yeah, this whole story is about the fact that the Gallatin County Republicans are raising concerns about the illegal immigrant invasion in Gallatin County. I mean, you've got drug cartel operatives on the ground, fentanyl and meth. You've got the stabbing incidents. You've got uh, all sorts of problems from illegal uh, aliens. The wrong way drunk drivers on the interstate. Two separate incidents involving illegal aliens. But no, the story isn't about how awful John Tester and the Gallatin County Democrats' policies are. The story is about how Gallatin County Republicans warned of peasant families in since-edited event invitation. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Gallatin County Democrats aren't mad about the illegal aliens dealing drugs, stabbing people potentially involved with the missing and murdered indigenous women. No, the Gallatin County Democrats are mad about how the Republicans are talking about it. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint.
All right. We've got a great guest coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, just a few minutes. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see, we've got Ashley Smith-Thomas. She is the founder and CEO of the Freedoms Fund USA. It's a nonprofit to protect freedom and national security from threats that impact our future. She's a political strategist. I believe she also uh, spent some time at the Heritage Foundation in addition to some other political assignments. But great guest every time we've had her on. Uh, we're going to talk more about the Hunter Biden investigation uh, ongoing. Uh, so we'll get to that here in just a few minutes. But, uh, yeah, here we go. This is another Republicans pounce type story. And it's also another example of where here we go, the Democrats and apparently the media, they don't seem to be as concerned about what the illegal immigrants are doing here in Montana or here in America. They don't seem to be too interested in calling out the Democrats that are responsible for this invasion of illegal aliens here in Montana. Oh, but the the Gallatin County Democrats got offended by an email that was sent out by the Gallatin County Republicans. Here was the uh, the first line in this uh, in this news story here. The group Gallatin County Republicans raised some eyebrows recently with an event invitation that warned about the dangers of peasant families who the invitation said are looking for free stuff. The Gallatin County Democrats said this to the Montana Television Network, uh, the chair, uh, Julie uh, Shaida, uh, Shada, Julie, uh, I don't know, uh, Julie, uh, the, the chair of the Gallatin County Democrats says this, I was disturbed to learn that this was the approach of our county Republicans. The way forward is to recognize our common values and concerns. And then she goes on to put out misinformation, blaming immigrants and using insulting language about immigrant families will not get us to where we need to go. You know, that's funny. I don't remember the chair of the Gallatin County Democrats being concerned when these fentanyl drug dealers were arrested. When the, Mexi- when, when the reports came out that the Mexican drug cartels are targeting Bozeman, are targeting uh, Gallatin County, and not just the big money cocaine dealing going on in Big Sky, but they're also trying to push fentanyl and, uh, and, and other drugs on uh, everyday people in, in Bozeman. I don't remember uh, them expressing any concern. I don't remember them calling out liberal Senator John Tester and expressing concern about the fact that that VA workers – are being used to process claims for illegal aliens. I don't remember them expressing concerns when when a young girl was raped by a transient in Bozeman. Uh, do, do you remember when when these stabbing incidents occurred a little over a week ago, in, including uh, in downtown Bozeman, where some of you have kids in college right now? I don't remember the Gallatin County Democrats expressing concern about that. Oh, but now the Gallatin County Democrats are concerned because they don't like the language, the verbiage that some of you are using to describe this ongoing invasion of illegal aliens and Mexican drug cartels. And yeah, let's throw in transients while we're at it as well. They're not concerned about the problems that are tearing these communities apart. They're concerned about how you describe the problems that are tearing these communities apart. Anyway, 
I, I'm surprised we didn't talk about that story last week because uh, it's just so it's just so fitting of where we are. But by the way, um, FoxNews.com has a big story out this morning calling out liberal Senator John Tester. Liberal Senator John Tester has so far refused to even speak out. John Tester is the chairman of the VA committee, the Senate VA committee. It's supposed to be his job to look out for our nation's veterans. John Tester hasn't said squat about the fact that the VA and his buddy Joe Biden's administration is diverting resources from the VA and using VA personnel to file health care claims for illegal aliens. Big story uh, that, that just came out foxnews.com earlier this morning uh i posted a, a big story on our montana talks website last night as well speaking of illegal aliens yep we've confirmed it illegal aliens were involved in that stabbing incident in kyla montana you know the one back in early february this comes at roughly the same time as two other stabbing incidents took place in bozeman the individuals involved in those incidents are on an ice hold in jail in Bozeman. Well, last week we had a, a radio listener a message us on our Montana Talks app about the stabbing incidents in Bozeman and said, hey, oh, by the way, those two suspects are in the jail on an ice hold. Well, we looked into it and we confirmed it. Yep, they're, they're in the jail on an ice hold. Well, while we were talking about that story, we had other listeners, KJJR listeners in Kalispell, also message us on our Montana Talks app, and they said, hey, Aaron, same thing happened in Kyla. That, that Kyla stabbing incident involved illegal aliens. So I reached out to Flathead County, and yep, the incident involves illegal aliens. Here's a statement I received from the Flathead County Sheriff's Office. Flathead County's Sheriff's Office coordinated efforts with the U.S. Border Patrol and Homeland Security for the deportation process of two individuals. Due to their violent behavior and immigration status, we worked with federal officials on their removal. So a spokeswoman for Flathead County also confirmed to me that, yes, the two who were handed over to Homeland Security were illegally in Montana and the U.S. Surprise, surprise, surprise. No word if the Gallatin County or the Flathead County Democrats have expressed any concerns, though, about these recent stabbing incidents. But, but you watch out. They aren't going to like the fact that we're talking about it here on Montana Talks. You know, the show that covers important things like this. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, do you guys remember that the black radio host Charlemagne? I, I won't say his full name because it sounds a little blasphemous. But anyway, this radio host Charlemagne, remember, he's the guy, Joe Biden, back in 2020. Joe Biden goes on this black radio show and says, well, if you ain't voting for me, then you ain't black. <laughs> My goodness. But this Charlemagne guy endorsed Biden and Kamala back in 2020. But apparently he's not endorsing uh, Biden in 2024 and now uh he had some remarks where was he? i think it was yesterday he was, oh yeah he was on uh, abc abc's this week talking with jonathan carl and basically charlemagne called out joe biden 
called him an uninspiring candidate, says he has no energy at all. And yeah, Trump may be almost the same age as him, but Trump's got a lot more energy. Anyway, I'll, I'll play a little bit of that for you here a little bit later this hour of the show. Plus, we'll have the phone lines open for you, 406-294-0970. But first, let's talk about Hunter Biden and the latest in that uh, corruption, uh, ongoing corruption scandal and what Congress is, is going to do about it. Ashley Smith-Thomas, a political strategist and founder and CEO of Freedoms Fund USA, back with us here on Montana Talks. Ashley, great to have you back on the show. Thank you for having me. Well, I do got to at least ask you, I'm sure you saw the Charlemagne clip. Uh, if you got any reaction to that one before we talk Hunter, uh, man, I kind of just common sense stuff, right? Uh, yes, I did see that clip. And then so that was an interesting change of tune uh, compared to where he stood in 2020. But I think he's right. I mean, Biden is very uninspiring. Charlemagne has a huge following, um, particularly among the younger generation and people of color. And so I think that, you know, he's such an influencer. And so in that regard, the fact that he is not supportive of Biden, it's going to be interesting to see who he puts his support uh, behind here in 2024. Um, so it'd be telling, but I think that a lot of people, particularly among the younger generation and among these influencers, they're disappointed in Biden because Biden hasn't fulfilled promises that he made. Uh, they're on the 2020 campaign trail. Well, I thought it was interesting, too, because, you know, we've been seeing the, the problems with illegal aliens here in Montana. But even Charlemagne on his show has has black, you know, urban voters calling in, you know, talking about all of the problems with the illegal aliens and with and because of this invasion that Joe Biden and John Tester are responsible for. All right. Well, let's let's talk Hunter Biden. Uh, this uh, this corruption uh, scandal investigation is ongoing. Give us kind of the latest from your perch. Sure, absolutely. So it's an interesting, interesting turn of events that happened last week. But Alexander Smirnov, he was arrested in Las Vegas Wednesday and indicted Thursday by a federal grand jury for allegedly making false statements and manufacturing false records. Uh, so these charges were actually brought forth by Special Counsel David Weiss. He's the special counsel who charged... Hunter Biden attacks fraud and firearm violations separately, in which Hunter had pled not guilty to both of those charges. Um, and just kind of context of who Weiss is, he's also the U.S. Attorney for the District of Delaware. He was appointed by Trump. Um, but then in this case, he was appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland to lead this investigation. Um, so basically what has transpired in the past few days is that Alexander Smirnov, again, he was indicted, um, but he was indicted by Special Counsel Weiss because uh, apparently they're now saying that he had lied, um, that he had fabricated to the FBI back in 2020. But we also need to keep in mind, too, that Alexander Smirnov has been an FBI informant since 2010. So now they're saying that the FBI is now saying that there's alleged fabrication relating to his claims made to the FBI in 2020, and that these claims allege that executives at Burisma in Ukraine paid $5 million each to the Bidens when Joe Biden was VP under Obama. So the House Oversight Committee, they've been leading an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden, particularly into these business deals that were uh, occurring between the Bidens and these foreign entities that were being led by Hunter Biden. So supposedly, as we recall last year, that Hunter Biden... Um, 
which apparently a board member at Burisma there in Ukraine and was using his position um, and that these executives were using Hunter's position to buy coverage and protection within with the Bidens. Um, there's been supposedly records where that there was business transactions coming from Burisma to a U.S. holding company, which in that U.S. holding company, it was led back to the Bidens. But now they're saying that Smirnov was making false statements and that he manufactured false records. So Democrats have been saying that it's time for the impeachment inquiry to end, that it needs to stop completely, that they warned Republicans that there was no there there, so to speak. Uh, but the House Oversight Committee chairman, um, James Kilmer, he made the statement that, um, that this really does not change at all what the GOP is, is working on in terms of their impeachment inquiry to Joe Biden. Rather, he said, quote, it is based on a large record of evidence, including bank records with witness testimony, revealing that Joe Biden knew of and participated in his family business dealings, end quote. So it looks like the GOP is going to continue moving forward with their impeachment inquiry, um, as they believe that this whole uh, indictment of Smirnoff does not change their position yeah and and if if i understand right what, what they're going after this smirnov guy for is kind of some minor technicalities well it wasn't in this date it was actually that date or, and so they're going after him and and of course the obvious question and response is okay well wait a minute if you're going to charge this guy for giving false information what about steel behind the steel dossier what about john brennan what about Com- what about the rest of these people who clearly lied to this country and lied to the federal government but but also i think in, in the broader context of things like okay even if this smirnov guy uh is not helpful for the overall inquiry well okay hunter biden has 99 problems and smirnov may not be one but he still has 99 other problems uh, and a lot of evidence uh even if you put the smirnov guy aside right and that was interesting because special counsel wise he actually released a statement he goes quote the defendant transforms from meeting smirnov transformed his routine and unextraordinary business contacts with Burisma in 2017 and later into bribery allegations against Joe Biden after expressing bias against Biden and his presidential candidacy. So if they knew that he supposedly lied in 2020 because he was being biased, they didn't realize that bias is worthy of an indictment. Um, so then the question needs to come into play, okay, well, what records was fabricated and then what but specific statements were also fabricated. Um, and to your point, like this is this is what's really interesting is that Smirnov has, and, and I'm not saying that he's innocent. I'm not saying that he's guilty. But just what I find to be very interesting is the fact that he's been an FBI informant since 2010. And to become an FBI informant, you have to be vetted and be a credible source. You have to have a track record, track record of providing tangible, trustworthy intel. And now all of a sudden, the FBI is saying he's he's a liar. Mm, and yeah. so that to me, I'm so how can we trust you guys? How can we trust you right. and all of your other informants if you didn't properly vet this informant? Yeah, I mean they're they're raising right. more questions about themselves and in the process well and it goes back to your point then look at christopher Steele, right and we need to remind that this was a gentleman who was spying on an american on american soil and he wasn't even held accountable whatsoever uh, for what he did with his dossier um and so we see that but then we see here smirnov um moving forward in being federally indicted so to me, it's like, okay, is this a two-tier justice system that we're seeing? Did he really lie? Because if he did, then he needs to be held accountable. 
or is this just the politics because we are in an election year and Republicans are moving forward with their impeachment inquiry? Things are getting heated. The administration's being pressed on all sides. So are we seeing the weaponization of our justice system or are we actually seeing the justice system at work? So I think that in the coming days, we'll be able to tell uh, as more information is revealed. Yeah, unfortunately, it seems like in another example of a two-tiered justice system and justice for thee, but not for me once again here. Ashley Smith-Thomas, great to chat with you as always. Thanks for freeing up some time for us here this morning. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, 406-294-0970 is the number for you. We've got the phone lines open uh, for the rest of the morning here on Montana Talks. If you got something you want to talk about or you want to weigh in on anything uh, that I've already uh, been covering this morning, 406-294-0970, or you can message us on our Montana Talks app. I mentioned this, uh, this radio host, Charlemagne said that uh, Joe Biden is an uninspiring uh, candidate. Here's more of what he had to say in that interview uh, with ABC's Jonathan Carl, and, and this uh, this came from foxnews.com. Like, that sounds crazy that we're seeing that about a president of the United States of America, but he, he has no main character energy at all. None. And what is that? Is that age? Is it the way he is? I mean, why, why do you, what, what's the problem? I don't think it has anything to do with, 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 with age. You know, I think it has just everything to do with, with him. Like Donald Trump is, what, four years, three years younger than President Biden? But he just comes off a lot more youthful. He comes off, you know, like he has a lot more energy. Exactly right. That's why we've been saying here on this show, look, uh, and Evelyn Pyburn pointed this out when the, oh, people are concerned about Joe Biden's age. People are concerned about Donald Trump's age. It's, it's it's not about age. It's about competency. It's about physical fitness, mental fitness. And you can tell there is a difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And and Charlemagne just pointed that out right there. Uh, and so, I mean, case in point, like, hey, you can be in your 70s and you can have, you know, pain in your hips, right? Or pain in your lower back. Or you could be in your 30s and have pain in your lower back, right? Everybody's affected differently at different times in their life. And so... So, again, it doesn't come down to age. It comes to what you might be dealing with, what you might be struggling with. And it's clear that there's a difference between the two there, right? Okay, I mentioned, hey, you could be in your 70s and have pain in your lower back. You could be in your 30s and have pain in your lower back or pain in your knees or pain in your hips. Well, look, here's the deal. Whether in your 30s or your 70s, you might be a little leery of getting surgery done. Sometimes you got to get surgery. But what if you could dodge surgery? What if you could dodge painkillers? What if you could, you know, not have the downtime that's associated with that and get over the pain the natural way? QC Kinetics is offering up a free consultation. If you give them a call, you get a free consultation. What they do is they take the healing properties that are already in your body, put them directly into those achy joints. It's called regenerative pain relief. And again, you can get a free consultation by calling QC Kinetics right now, 406-201-6263. That's QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. David and Vaughn, David and Vaughn. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Let's see, General Jack Keene, he was on, I think, with Mark Levin last night. He said the United States is facing security challenges at a scale we have not seen since World War II. 
another thanks, Joe Biden. Thanks, John Tester. Story for you right there. I thought the adults were back in charge. I thought Donald Trump was the guy who's surrounded by chaos. Why then did we have such peaceful times under Donald J. Trump? Why did we have much better economic times under Donald J. Trump? Why so much chaos now? Why security challenges at a scale we've not seen since World War II? I'll see if we got time. I'll play a portion of that. Uh, of that back and forth between Mark Levin and General Keene for you. But uh, phone lines are open, 406-294-0970. We've got David and Vaughn. David, great to hear from you. Oh, I thought we had David. Okay, must he must not have been able to stay on through the break. Well, David, call back in. Or if you want to jump in on the conversation, you can give us a ring, 406 294 0970. Uh, all right, let's see. Here's just a, a quick sample of what General Keene had to say uh, last night. We have uh, a great patriot with us, General Jack Keene, who you're familiar with, and during these perilous times uh, militarily, and certainly uh, with our enemies lining up against us, he's the man to talk to, retired four star Army General, Institute for Study of the War Chairman. General, uh, couple of questions here. I'm gravely concerned that our own military is not receiving the kind of resources and attention they deserve from either party, whether it's the White House, whether it's Congress. It doesn't seem to be a priority. I read the other day that we're slashing the number of F-35s that we've ordered from, uh, from 80 to under whatever it was, under 70. I mean, our enemies are building up. They are, they are poised in many respects. And I honestly don't feel like we're giving the resources necessary to our military. I'm not saying we shouldn't fight smart and all the rest. I'm just talking about basic stuff. What do you know about this? Well, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, the global security challenges, Mark, that the United States is facing are on a scale that we have not seen going all the way back to World War II with China, Russia, and Iran. And we've got three vital interest areas in the world that two administrations have, devi have defined for us, the Trump administration and the Biden administration. Not surprising. Europe, the Middle East, and the Indo-Pacific region. We've got war in two of them. And the one in the Indo-Pacific region is threatening war. And we are dealing with the smallest army we have had since prior to World War II, the smallest air force we have had in 40 years, the Navy has sitting at 292 ships. They're supposed to be at 355, and they're nowhere getting there in a number of years. Plus, China outguns us with just about every military piece of hardware, from ships to airplanes to missiles, except for submarines. And our budget is underwater in terms of inflation. None of that makes any sense. You're absolutely right. We're not getting the resources the military needs to face the serious global threats that we are entertaining at the time. Yeah, and he talked about how these threats are the, the greatest we've seen since World War II. And yet, what do Joe Biden and John Tester continue to do? They continue to try to send more of our money to other countries overseas. They refuse to secure our own southern border, and they deplete our own military uh, resources here in America. Uh, I mean, seriously. And then and then one of the big stories last week was, remember, uh, they're going to nuke us from space. They're going to nuke us from space. Remember that that scare campaign that they tried to launch last week and whether it was being used to, you know, 
to try to reauthorize elements of the Patriot Act or whether it was being used to try to justify sending more of your money overseas. Still, like logically, I don't think anybody would follow either of those conversations, right? If if there's this massive threat from Russia and they're going to nuke us from space, they're going to take out our, our satellite, what, whatever the threat is, right, that, that, that they tried to raise all these red flags about last week. Well, that's all the more reason to to keep our money in America, to secure our borders on the ground and to secure our borders in the sky and to and to build up our own military, not somebody else's military right now. And, oh, remember how they all made fun of Donald J. Trump when he created the Space Force? We rebuilt the military. We created Space Force, which is now turning out to be very essential. I said it's going to end up being maybe our most important force because it's all going out to space now if you look. And we are now leading Russia and China. We were way behind when I came. We had no space force. People thought it was a joke when I created it. Now they're saying, wow, what a great job you did. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're saying now, of course. And then again, more and more, more voters are saying that now as well. Man, what a great job Trump did. Like the black voters we were talking about earlier with this Char- Charlemagne clip, you know. We're broke with Biden. We had money with Trump. And but yeah, here again, here we apparently have this big threat from Russia involving space. Huh? Probably a good thing Donald Trump created the space force. I've even said, why don't we create a space force within the National Guard? Why don't we create a space force within the Montana uh, National Guard? Now, I think they'd have to get it done first at the federal level. Um, I know Florida Senator Marco Rubio has advocated for for something just like that. But uh, hey, you know. We got China flying spy balloons over Montana. We've got our nuclear missile uh, capability here on the ground, undergoing the, about to undergo this massive up, upgrade. Why not create a space force in the Montana National Guard that we could have uh, right here in Big Sky Country as well? Um, but how big is this threat? Now, Michael Waltz, now again, I, I didn't like the optics. I didn't like the way it was rolled out last week because I think it sounded like they were trying to, to roll out a fear campaign. You know, it sounded like another hostage negotiation so they could get more money for, for other countries overseas, so they could get a Patriot Act Section 02, a 702 reauthorization or something like that. But I respect Congressman Michael Waltz. He, uh, he uh, used to work in the, you know, senior levels at the Pentagon. He's a Green Beret, uh, full bird colonel in the National Guard, still, still serving, as I understand it. And he's also a Florida congressman. He was on with, uh, with Maria Bartiromo on Sunday Morning Futures yesterday. President Trump knew uh, that you can't be number one on Earth if you're number two in space. And he also knew that every shot in all of our war games, the first shots were fired in space and in cyberspace. So he absolutely created the Space Force. Uh, they needed the budget. They needed the equal seat at the table in the Pentagon. And once again, Trump was right. Uh, despite uh, all of the all of the punditry and all of the jokes at the time. And look, once again, we're seeing this, you know, these kind of chickens come home to roost. What happened in the Intelligence Committee this week was that the chairman, Mike Turner, was very frustrated after sending multiple classified letters to the administration asking, what are you going to do to stop this threat, to deal with this threat uh, and won't surprise you, we got radio silence. So the committee voted unanimously, Republican and Democrat, to say, you know what, all members need to be aware. This threat is so serious, so grave. All members need to be aware. Obviously, you had uh, this, you know, kind of blow up. But guess what? The director of national intelligence and the national security advisor were on the Hill the next day 
giving us a strategy and telling us what they're going to do about it. If this weapon is allowed uh, uh, to fully deploy, uh, it could completely blind our economy. It would take out our GPS. It could blind our military. Wow. Uh, it is incredibly serious. It's a weapon of mass destruction, not just us, countries all over uh, the world. Uh, wow. And what the fear is that Putin has calculated we are far more dependent on space than he is so that perhaps this would be at his advantage or that he could use it as a as a serious uh, deterrence to keep us from doing what we need to do. Now, the other thing that I think got lost in a lot of those conversations last week is they kept they kept making it sound like, well, well, Russia versus the United States in space, Russia v. U.S. in space. What about China? What about China? Again, all of these these nuclear treaties, everything by and large apply to Russia and the United States, and they have left out China. And what has China been doing? Massively ramping up, massively ramping up. Speaking of uh, what about China? You know, we've talked a lot about the illegal aliens uh, here in Montana, the illegal aliens flooding across our southern border. They're not all coming from you know South America or Central America. What is it? One hundred and twenty plus nations. That these illegal aliens are coming from, including military-aged males from China. 20,000-plus Chinese migrants that have crossed the border in the last four months. 90% of them are here in the San Diego sector. We got a group of more than 200 of the migrants waiting to be picked up. There's about 50 here, and a large majority, 75% or more, are from China. And you've got also a few, three Syrian men and one man from Georgia. The agents here, there were only three Border Patrol agents on site when more than 200 migrants showed up. And that is just another day, busy day, of why when we've seen the migration move from Texas all the way out here to the west. They're really getting hit hard. Yeah, absolutely crazy. So what, what they're basically reporting there is not just the fact that 20,000 plus Chinese nationals, mostly military-aged males, clean cut, seem to have a lot of money. Wonder who's funding them to sneak into this country. Wonder why why they're sneaking into this country. Uh, and, and the reason they're pushing over to California is because Texas is trying to push them out of Texas and keep them from breaking into this country. Something our federal government should be doing also. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. There wasn't one single bank, not one insurance company, that ever had a claim of any kind against Donald J. Trump or the Trump Organization, or the Trump kids. Not one. If you want to talk about a grave injustice, so nobody here is complaining. Every single person got paid back, they got paid back on time. As it relates to the issue of valuations, this is probably the most interesting to me because the person that was that, that had the most egregious uh, evaluation, or I'm sorry, valuation of any property was Judge and Goron himself. Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today, right here. Ronald Reagan took this country from the depths of inflation in the 1970s to economic prosperity in just a few years' time. He knows a thing or two about saving a country in distress. And now you can get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. All qualified callers who call the top-rated precious metals company, Goldco, this week will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD and get yours free while supplies last. Ronald Reagan cut taxes, cut government spending, and gave us peace through strength. 
Now, you can celebrate this great president with a limited-run half-ounce silver coin from the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. They're a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner, number one-rated gold IRA company with over 5,000 five-star reviews. Call them today at 855-815-GOLD and get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. 01-6263-QC Kinetics. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Springs Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, man, I almost forgot. We got a great message from Tim and Savage that I got to share with you here. Uh, first, though, I, I checked in on social media during the break, and it's like, oh, you got some liberal guy popping off on there. And the guy's from Oregon, you know, some liberal from Oregon popping off on the Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Flint Report. So uh, I shared the story about the stabbing incident in the Flathead Valley and how that was tied to illegal aliens. And then I also talked about the two uh, the two uh, murder suspects in Bozeman uh, who were involved with the stabbing incidents there. Anyway, the liberal guy says, you said these two guys are murder suspects. Please explain. It's like, uh, dude, did you look at the charges? I mean, they're in jail attempted deliberate homicide uh so uh, that's uh, <laughs> attempted deliberate homicide homicide is murder anyway liberal guy from oregon uh once again how dare you talk about illegal aliens he's not concerned about illegal aliens stabbing people not concerned about illegal aliens you know getting people hooked on fentanyl and killing people with fentanyl, not concerned about illegal aliens taking part in the human trafficking and sex trafficking schemes. Nope, he's concerned about how we talk about illegal aliens. That's why you got to use the Joe Biden whisper. Uh, Tim and Savage, the recent stabbings are not a result of immigrants. They are happening because of the proliferation of assault knives. We must do more to crack down on knife sales, increase background checks, and require federal involvement in the sales of knives. That's right, Tim. It's the knives that are to blame. It's not the illegal aliens trying to stab people to death uh, that are to blame there. Tim and Savage, thanks for putting us on, keeping us on track. That, that's, that's why he is our uh, chief correspondent from Mondakistan, from the Montana-North Dakota border. Owen in Bozeman. Yeah, this is an interesting story. Owen, thanks for messaging about this one. How about them truckers refusing to transfer goods into New York? Good job. Good job, leftists. He used a different word for it. Uh, Good job, leftists. You managed to achieve the fact that you cannot pull a loan now using equity within your properties. And now you pissed off the truckers. Good riddance, New York. Keep voting blue. Uh, yeah, for those of you who hadn't heard this story, I heard Fox News Radio had the story earlier this morning, foxnews.com. Todd Starnes on his website had the story here. A group of truck drivers who support former President Trump have announced that they will not be driving to New York City as a means of expressing their disappointment with the civil fraud judgment that fined Trump more than $350 million last week. So these truckers, uh, and there was a guy on on Twitter, or X, uh, known as Chicago Ray, he said this. He says, I'm just one of the many millions of truckers 
who believe in God and love this country. I stand with Trump because Trump stands with me. Truckers for Trump ain't just a slogan. It's real. But he is uh, calling on fellow truckers to boycott taking shipments to New York City uh, as a result of this ongoing political persecution of Donald J. Trump that is taking place in New York City. So I'm, I'm interested. Any of you truck drivers, I know we got a number of great truck drivers that listen to this show. What's your take? Are, are you participating in this boycott? Do you know other truckers that are doing the same? I know the trucking industry has been facing some challenges here of late. So it's it's a bigger ask uh, to not take a shipment when a shipment comes available. But I wonder how many are, are still going to move forward with it. So I'd be interested in hearing from you. We've got the phone lines open for the 9 o'clock hour coming up. Anything and everything you want to talk about as we take you statewide from Plentywood to Missoula coming up here in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, that reminds me, uh, John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter. There was a story, a 12-year-old Boston boy thought he had baseball practice this past weekend. He didn't because illegal aliens have taken over his community center. John Jackson had a great line to that story via X.com. Ask mommy and daddy who they voted for in 2020. Maybe that little Boston boy will realize why he didn't have baseball practice. <laughs> 